Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Diane. And my name is Pete. And welcome back, Pete, to Toronto. Oh, it's so good to be back. Yeah. I love it here. Aww. I can't tell you how much. I've got a newfound appreciation for the city of Toronto, I'll tell you that. Nice. I think it's nice to sometimes go away because you come back, and it is really nice to come back to home. Or you do realize that certain things about the city are really, really close and really important. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we were just on our little jaunt out to Edmonton and Jasper. Um, visit a friend, have a bit of a vacation. We haven't really gone away for a significant period of time since I was finishing up my PhD, so this was a chance to do that. Yeah, it's not quite a staycation, but we stayed within our country um, and just went outside the province. But yeah, we mm -hmm. had our vacation, our Alberta trip, 2018. Yeah. That's what this uh, episode will be about. So we're going to recount our trip, basically? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, maybe get kind of thoughts about all the different parts and things that we did. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Uh, so, I do this. yeah, Chrono I thought I. Chronologically? Chronologically, I think in my mind is kind of the easiest way. There may be some sites or scenes that we kind of mix up which day we were there, um, but we'll probably be able to cover it. Um, so we started in Edmonton. Um, a friend of mine lives just outside there. Mm -hmm. And cute little house. Yeah. Do you want to mention that it's like off of a military base? Yeah. They live on base outside of Edmonton. Um, so they get kind of an assigned house. And she was kind of like, well, what do you think about it? And I think we were both of the opinion that if we could get our hands on a cute little house like that in Toronto, done. Yeah. Actually, I'd be happy with even smaller, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They have two bedrooms upstairs, one more bedroom on the main floor, plus mm -hmm. a kitchen and a living room and a bathroom. It seemed lovely. Yeah. I liked I liked their house a lot. Um, but that was the first time. I guess I realized just how much of a city person I am because even by the next day I was like, can we, can we go to the city? I want to see buildings. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You really wanted to get into Edmonton and explore a little bit. Yeah. I just, I needed to be back in the city again. It mm -hmm. was, it was driving me crazy within like one night that I was so far away. It is the type of place that is quite far removed from the city. Like you have to drive 20 minutes to get into the city. Yeah. Um, so in that way, I definitely missed like the walkability of our neighborhood and the ability to just walk to the subway and go anywhere. Um, so definitely can see where you're coming from on that point. Yeah. And this is no like disservice to the people we stayed with. They were lovely people. It's just, mm -hmm. I, I, I just sort of really realized within myself how much I like being in a city and having the ability to just open the door and walk and get things. I felt very, I don't know, I don't want to say trapped, but like we were just in one spot, you know, like mm -hmm. there, there wasn't anything we could do. It's like, well, we're going to eat what they make. And I don't know. I think this is why I don't, I'm not excited about the idea of even bed and breakfast. It's just like, I like choice. I like to be able to just wander and, and do my own thing, I guess. Mm, okay. Yes. So before you move on too far, okay. March 21st, that's the first night, I believe. Yes. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised, and that might have been the highlight of the trip for me, was that very first night when your friend was showing off her robot that she had. Mm. 
yes. Um, and this is a robot that she uses for like helping kids, I guess, for getting over their shyness or their disabilities and things like that. Yeah, it's just another tool to use in the classroom with your students when you're trying to get them to pay attention or follow instructions. Like, hey, I'll follow instructions when a cool robot is telling me what to do. Yeah, and it's like a two and a half foot tall robot, not that mm -hmm. huge, um, but super interactive, super expensive, I, I believe. And uh, it's kind of neat. She can like have it say things from her laptop, like she'll mm -hmm. type out words. But it also responds to voice commands. Yeah. Um, I mean, much like our, our cell phones do. So that's really mm -hmm. not that surprising. But what is surprising is it's got great balance. It was doing like yoga and it was doing dances and things. Um, but yeah, it was really uh, quite awesome. Yes. Uh, maybe you, I can load a clip on here. You, Let's see if this super, you super enjoyed the robot. So yeah, that's uh, that's our friend um, making the robot basically mm -hmm. threaten to come after me in my sleep, yes. which uh, I, I did enjoy. So I'm going to probably use some clips of this robot to integrate it into a field processor at some point. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, continue. <laughs> that was also the night we got to see another one of um, my friends from university who lives out in Edmonton now. Um, and just have some dinner and catch up, which was really awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm glad we could connect and do that. It's true. I, I was saying to you, like, how long since we've seen some of these people? Like, it, it goes by so quick now. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're an adult, it's like, oh, yeah, it's been three years. Oh, it's been four years. Oh, yeah, I saw you at your wedding. It's like, wow. Yeah, and Time sometimes, flies. yeah, and sometimes just with, you know, technology, you're able to message or email or Skype or whatever, so it doesn't feel like you haven't seen them or haven't been involved in what they're doing because you keep up to date on those kinds of things. Yeah, that's true. That's mm -hmm. true. Yeah, you are communicating in other ways. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, it is super nice to see people in person, and they can bring you, like, Albert a beer, so that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So want to go on to day two where we went into Edmonton and kind of did a bit more of that exploring. Yes, this was Thursday, March 22nd. Mm -hmm. We headed to Edmonton uh, downtown, basically. I tried to find the uh, something equivalent to Queen Street, Toronto, something that's like a downtown street in Edmonton. Mm -hmm. I think it was called Jasper mm -hmm. Avenue. And uh, we sort of wandered that and it was... It's kind of cool. Uh, there were definitely buildings. There was a random protest that showed up across the street from us. Yes. I forget what they were shouting and what that was about. Do you a bunch know? of pharmacists Something were upset pharmacy? over a new provincial policy, I think. Yeah. So we did that. We checked out a library. We checked out, you know, mm -hmm. bookstores and things mm -hmm. like that. But there was nothing, like, especially impressive about jasper <laughs> it, it was all right yeah i think like you were looking up on a map afterwards and mm -hmm. thought maybe white avenue might have more of that kind of feel that you were oh, looking yeah. for and we um, never made it out there we didn't get back out there i suppose we could have but you know after a big long trip in the mountains 
I was ready to just sit for a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you were itching to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was kind of like, I need some days to just chill here. Um, so we did see a little bit of downtown Edmonton. Um, we kind of, you know, winged it a little bit and walked around, uh, eventually got to the point where we kind of had some things we wanted to see, like, um, maybe like the hockey arena, maybe a mall where we could, you know, do quick bit of shopping, just kind of look for some interesting stores and kind of made our way around there. Um, then we were looking for a cafe to warm up at and we found this really cool, Oh, yeah, that was like nice. three bananas cafe or something. Yeah, we also yeah. hit a university. I don't know if you remember that. That's become a mm-hmm. bit of a fun thing we do on our vacations when we visit a place. You have a curiosity to see what some schools look like, other mm-hmm. schools look like. I can't remember the name of this one. McEwen University. Look at you. You got it. Yes, and we saw it in the daytime, and then we drove kind of by it at nighttime when we were going home from a hockey game. And it has these big stone cement pillars. And at nighttime, they have little red lights at the top of them that light up. So it looks kind of extraterrestrial, kind of different. I don't know. It looked like smokestacks to me at first. And I was like, yeah, very confused. It was like almost like an industrial zone or something. But yeah, yeah, they're. They're interesting. I mean, it certainly makes a mark from a distance. You know where your school is. You just look for the four pillars that look like smokestacks and sort of like art, but cement. It was, it was different. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. The arena, the Edmonton Arena, Rogers mm-hmm. Place, I guess. Yep. Uh, that was a really nice arena. That was quite fancy and very curvy. Yes. It wasn't just like a uh, basic building design it was not just like a block it was just very curvaceous lots of layers and it was it was a neat design i like i like that one yeah and i don't know if you felt this but i just felt like and maybe there's just less people that go to these games mm. it just felt more open like you got up to this kind of second level and it just felt very open whereas i feel like when we go to raptors games there may be a lot of space around like the ACC and its sure. connection to Union Station, right. but it always feels so crammed. That's true. Yeah, um, I mean, you can speak that about Edmonton as a whole. That's one thing I did notice when we got back mm, is the, mm-hmm. the difference in traffic Yep. Uh, in Toronto. like uh, I got back and I was going to do my band night and we were going to go to the music store and we basically got stuck on the 401 for like 50 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and didn't really do anything and just went back home. But <laughs> it was just like, oh, yeah, we didn't deal with any of that in Edmonton. Like, no. even just traversing around downtown, you can get around very easily. Uh, mm-hmm. It was very easy for us to find parking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting, that sort of city space without it being as busy. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, so we did some traipsing around, um, and then I went to a yoga class with my friend that evening, which you decided not to partake in. Well, I don't, I just... I don't do yoga, yeah. so that would be a weird thing to just suddenly pick up <laughs> with uh, all your friends. Uh, yeah, so that was fun and a little different. It was, I've never been to, I guess I've never done yoga at a yoga studio before. I'm always doing it 
at like a rec center or through a university.、Um, so when you go to a yoga studio, they have a lot more equipment, and they have like special walls built with like ropes on them, so you can do all kinds of. Yes. Um, things with these ropes and hanging off these ropes, and it helps. Expl- explain that to me, please. Like, yeah. Why are you hanging off of ropes? Um. So one of the things we did was like a downward dog, where you're like just arced like in a triangle with、okay. your hands and feet anchoring yourself and your、yeah. butt up in the air. And one of the things we did is we did it with a rope, kind of around our hip area. And so the rope、so、is midsection. Yeah, so the rope is actually helping to pull up your midsection and just give you a really、um, more intense stretch through your upper back. I would say. So people are different sizes and shapes. So、mm-hmm. obviously these ropes are adjustable, or are、um, some people just hanging off the ground? So I feel like you would adjust your angle of downward dog based on where you felt comfortable with with the rope,、um, and you could. Um, they were all kind of the same size. I think you just adjusted your position around them,、um, and then we did another pose where we were essentially、um, hanging by the ropes, and our feet were tucked in against the wall, and our hands were just dangling down. And that was definitely different, and took a little bit of trust to kind of think, okay, the rope has got me,、um, and just hang there. And again, I think you just get you know the effect of gravity. Um, just totally different feeling going on there,、um, so it was interesting. The class involved a lot of each pose involved a lot of setup, so it was different from other classes that I had gone to, where it was a lot of poses one after the other after the other.、Um, but I think it was good because it wasn't too intense, and it was kind of let's do six poses over the course of an hour and a half, and you have time to get into them, and yeah, I think it was good.、Um, so it was fun. Um and then, well, do you do you want to talk about the homeless incident? Oh yeah, I skipped over <laughs> some stuff. You gotta like stop me because I keep going on like tangents of like what happened, what's going on. Well, I mean, you're driving this boat today, so I'm not gonna steer you away from what you want to talk about. But、okay. I was wondering if you want to touch on that, or is that too touchy for you? Well, you tell me because I feel like you were. I was a little frightened. Yes. Okay. I guess we have to talk about、not? it now. I was, but I had you. Okay. <laughs> Whereas okay. you don't have, like, yeah.、Okay. T- tell the story. Well,、uh, when that first day when we were in Edmonton, when we were about, I guess, getting ready to leave, we were just gonna try to head towards, I guess, the river or something in Edmonton. I don't remember what that's called. Yeah,、Maybe、the River Valley.、Um, yeah, we're just trying to catch a good view before.、Uh, Our parking expired and we could leave.、Um, and yeah, there was a homeless man. He was like, "Hey, excuse me, I want to talk to you." And I said, "Like, no, thank you,"、mm-hmm. and kept walking, which、mm-hmm. is, you know, pretty common practice in Toronto. That happens all the time. But、mm-hmm. uh, he got very offended by this, yes, and followed us and started shouting at us. Is like, "Hey, you have to deal with the homeless problem." Is I think what he first is that said. what he said? Yeah, you can't、okay. ignore the homeless problem. Where are you going? And then,、uh, and then, yeah, then he just started cursing and shouting at us, and continued to follow us for a couple city blocks.、Um, yeah, and then eventually we crossed the street, and he continued in a different direction. I think he started yelling at other people. Um, but yeah, I got—I was very concerned for a second. I was like, I—I I know this guy probably has mental issues, and you know, we, we have to respect that and all that. But 
there was a point where it's like, well, I might just have to beat the crap out of this guy because he's not letting off and he's getting really into our face and getting very aggressive. And uh, yeah, it was a very hostile situation. Yeah. So I think you maybe felt more on edge because out of the two of us, you'd clearly have to be the one who beat the crap out of him. I yeah. can rely on my super awesome strong husband. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> um, but it but I don't know if that's the right answer either, right? But I mean, it didn't seem like, like, I don't know why he got so offended at me. Well, and he followed us too. Like, he didn't just stand still and yell at us. Yeah. He followed us, which is kind of the part that's a little bit nerve wracking. Yeah, and we like picked up the pace and he mm-hmm. picked up the pace and I was like, well, we got to cross now. And hmm um, but he did, he did catch up to us and I turned around and I gave a look at him and then suddenly his attitude changed because that was the point where I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to hurt you now. Um, hmm. and I looked at him because it was like, right. well, here comes the conflict, I guess, cause you are not yeah. letting up and the crosswalk hadn't changed yet. Mm-hmm. And that's when he just like changed direction and then started yelling at other people. So okay. I don't know if that worked or if he just forgot what he was doing or hmm. Maybe he got confused about who he was talking to, <laughs> but that was a very weird situation. Yes, um, and I did, I did not like that. So I do like the homeless people in Toronto. I, I feel like they are just like, yeah, whatever. There's too many people. Like they don't chase us anyone down. There's just, mm-hmm. there's too many people. I guess. I don't know. That was very strange. It was strange, and you know, being from Toronto, you think you have dealt with homeless people before, and mm-hmm. all of their. Um, specific difficulties and you have not no i guess not this one had a lot of energy Mm-hmm. so yeah that was that you may continue <laughs> um we also had lunch that day at a place called sherlock holmes sherlock holmes pub yes that was all right there was yeah. a lot of pop music yeah and it was um Pop music with music videos running on the mm-hmm. TV, which I found interesting because I didn't know that people still made music videos, but I guess they do. It's yeah. like apparently YouTube is the most way, uh, the way most uh, youth consume music now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, why are radio stations playing pop music? No one's listening to the radio. Come on, <laughs> play something good. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that brings us to Friday, the 23rd, um, and I believe we kind of hung out at home that day. Yeah, board games, yeah. just chilled out. Um, yeah, maybe watched watched some TV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that that day. Got some Netflix going. Um, yeah, got some Netflix going, and we headed out and began our drive to Jasper that night. Yes, so here begins the road trip. Uh, yeah, starting in Edmonton, heading west to Jasper, mm-hmm. and then basically doing a circle, I guess. Because we, we didn't go to Banff, but we got close to it. We ended up in Canmore. Yeah, so we must have driven by it. We just didn't yeah. go off to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Edmonton to Jasper, we stopped in the small town that my friend worked in for a while and had some dinner there. That's um, Yep. And that yeah. is... That was the Thai place, right? Yes, yes. Did yeah, you have was, a comment? It was, it was fine. It was huge portions. As per usual. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, I feel like the further you get away from, you know, a big urban center, mm-hmm. you're going to get large portions. 
yeah, so made it to Jasper that night. You could still see, I mean, even if we were driving, you know, later in the evening, it was still kind of dusky. So we could still see um, the mountains as they were coming up. So that was pretty cool. Um, it was awesome that my friend did all the driving so that I could observe all the mountains this time yeah. around. We've done kind of a mountain trip before, yeah. um, where I had to do a lot of the driving and it's just like, you just want to stop and just stare at them, but you have to drive. Yeah. Um, so that was nice. Um, and we stayed up that night in Jasper and played some board games, which was super fun. And then next morning, Got up, went mm-hmm. to the Bear Paw Cafe. Oh yeah, that place was great. Mm-hmm. I do want to. Yeah, we should give a shout out to that if you're mm-hmm. in the Jasper area. Like, so what was that? That was like a strip almost in Jasper. It seemed a lot like Banff. It reminded me of Banff, but it was like less commercially because mm-hmm. it was more like they had like they had like that main strip, but it was all on one side was all the restaurants and the shops mm-hmm. and all that, and the other side was pretty clear. Yeah, and I don't know if we were and then the mountains and it was just yeah. like a nice view. And I don't know if we missed like some inner streets that got a little bit more commercial, but in general my friend said that she felt that Jasper was a less touristy than Banff. So yeah, it seemed that way. Yeah. So we went to the Bear Paw Cafe and you can get all sorts of pastry that pastries there um, but they also have like breakfast sandwiches and like turkey club sandwiches. So I had a breakfast sandwich, and then we picked up a sandwich for the road, which was really awesome, so that we kind of had lunch on the go. Coffee was good. You really liked mm-hmm. the London Fog there. London Fog drink. That was really yummy. Yeah, and uh, they make a nice uh, mix for scones. Oh, scone mix, yeah. So they have they make scones, and they also sell dry mix, so you can make your own scones. So I picked up some of that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we headed out after that, and the first place we went in Jasper was Moline Canyon, and that's when we put on our yak tracks and grabbed a ski pole and basically went hiking in this canyon. Um, so that was a really cool hike, I think. Yeah, so yak tracks, we talked a bit, we talked a bit about that last episode, um, you had purchased these things online that are like a piece of plastic with, it looks like they're just like springs, mm-hmm. uh, running around the bottom. But mm-hmm. Basically you attach these to your shoe and mm-hmm. they give you a little extra traction. Yeah. I was super, um, not sold on them. Not sold. I, <laughs> I guess unsure was maybe the word, but, okay. uh, I, I'm totally sold on the pro- uh, product now. Yep. Uh, they came in very handy. Uh, especially where we were hiking, there was a lot of ice all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, the difference between having them on and not, I noticed when I didn't have them on. Like how much, I guess it's just like having tires that are like winter tires or having those extra grip things. Um, like some people chain their tires. Like the difference is, is uh, it's huge, very huge. So they're good. I recommend Yak Tracks if you're going to go hike in the freaking ice. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah. And I would say, like, temperature-wise, we didn't have very cold days. Like, maybe minus four to zero. Um, but Alberta still has a lot of snow, especially up in the mountain areas. So, mm-hmm. regardless of it being a beautiful sunny day that Saturday that we were hiking around, there was still a lot of snow and ice anywhere, everywhere. And some of the parts of the trail were all ice. Like, I went down on my butt at certain parts. Yes, I have a great video of you uh, <laughs> basically tobogganing yeah. your body down yeah. an ice hill. 
um, and heading towards trees. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a good video. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we hiked that canyon, 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 um, and then went to when the next stop was the lake, Maline Lake, I think, mm. where we kind of sat down and just had some lunch and a little break. Yeah, that's sort uh, of deal. Got some good photos from that. Mm-hmm. Again, super sunny day, so we could see everything. Like we could see the mountains, um, like nice snowy peaks. Uh, so that was really nice because our second day there was a little bit more cloudy. Still cool, but cloudy. Yeah, what I really liked about the trip is your your friend had basically turned herself into like a tour guide Mm -hmm. where yeah she was driving but she also had picked all the spots that we were going to and it was just we just went in the back of the car and she would take us to each of these stops and it was like yeah we're Mm -hmm. gonna check this out now and we're gonna check this out Mm -hmm. does this sound good to you and I was like yeah Mm -hmm. and it was great so I I really enjoyed that I didn't have to plan anything. Yes. You know? That's what I mean. It was super nice that she knew. And she just, you know, she knew good spots for our caliber of visit too, right? Like, right. she knew we weren't going to be going on these, like, three-mile hikes up mountains. Like, that was not really our deal. But, right, like, right. a cool hike into a canyon where you could see some frozen waterfalls and snow and all that stuff. Cooler. Um, yeah, so I think we stopped at the lake. I think maybe next... What did we do? We definitely saw some um, elk that mm. day when we were out. No, if you got that picture, um, yeah, and I think so. yeah, somewhere in there. Yep, and I think that was the day that we also saw one falls. of the um, yeah we saw Athabasca Falls, which were completely frozen over, so you could hear the water and see it, but or see it kind of flowing along the river Mm -hmm. um but the falls themselves were completely frozen um so that was pretty cool and they have it fairly well laid out where there's kind of fences and barriers so you don't fall into the falls um which you don't like barriers so i don't like barriers no oh like fences yes yeah i was pretty good at this place though (laughs) yeah (laughs) I, i was a good boy okay um at the previous locations no i was going over fences all the time yeah um, even went on a frozen lake, but that was really mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the the falls, like you gotta respect the falls, um, mm-hmm. and that was just like all ice and really gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the water at the very bottom is like the bluest mm-hmm. blue I'd ever seen. Yeah, um, like number thirteen Laurentian. Yeah, pencil crayon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. It, it was quite incredible to see. I even mm-hmm. took a picture of it and it, it captured it very well. So I was like, that's great. Oh, good. Um, I enjoyed kind of, I was posting some of these pictures or I guess posting that we were in Edmonton and your relatives kind of commented, you guys and your off season vacations. Um, but I really liked that we got to go and see some of these places off season yeah. um, because they're still beautiful and there's like 3000 less people there. Yes, yes. So that was really nice that we could literally walk around the Athabasca Falls, you know, lookouts without anyone in our way at all. Yeah, for most of our trip on this day and then the next day as well, um, it always felt like we were the first people arriving there Mm -hmm. and then suddenly people would show up behind us. It's like we were being (laughs) followed. It's like, Mm -hmm. hey, they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was always kind of cool too. Yeah. I think we saw, I think those were Bridal Veil Falls maybe. 
That's the next day, right? Yeah. Another frozen waterfall. Oh, that's Sunday. Um, yeah. Other frozen waterfalls. Um, so I think that kind of caps Thursday. Um, we were driving back to the hotel and someone said, so do we do dinner or outdoor hot tub? And I think it was you that definitely said outdoor hot tub first. <laughs> that was that was Saturday after all the hiking though, right? Yeah. And it was still sunny. So we were able to go outside and they had nice wooden deck built around like four hot tubs mm, mm-hmm. at our hotel. Um, so we went outside and enjoyed those for a bit and kind of, you know, relaxed all the muscles and... Yeah, well, I was uh, not acting my age with the jumping over borders and also jumping off of very high inclines and going into rolls and things. But uh, yeah, I I may have hurt my ankle a little bit, um, which is not a way to start a long uh, trip Mm -hmm. for lots of walking and lots of trails. So yeah, it was was a little sore. So yeah, definitely once we got back to the hotel, I was like, let's hit up that hot tub and let's... uh, try to alleviate this pain Hmm. um and then i'm trying to think i can't remember the name of the place we went to have dinner um can't remember fiddles something? yeah it Fiddle. was fiddle something anyways delicious place i had wild game pasta which was pretty yummy. I thought since I was, you know, in Alberta that I should try something Alberta-ish. So I had a whole bunch of different meat in uh, my pasta and I thought it was really good. It was a very large portion, so I was super full, but it was very good. Yeah, that was like the most full I've ever been in my life. (laughs) You had wild game meatloaf, right? Yeah. Something like that. But also soup and also a coffee. (laughs) Yeah, and I couldn't. I couldn't finish. I felt like yeah. my throat had was full. Mm-hmm. Like it filled my my stomach mm-hmm. up and it had gone all the way up to my throat. Like there's no more room for anything. <laughs> uh, but it was yummy. Um, and then we came back and played more board games that night. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. So lots of fun hanging out. And then got up the next morning and basically did... Uh, so this is Sunday now, an entire tour of the Icefields Parkway. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a road that goes basically all through the mountains. And again, my friend was very awesome and was able to kind of point out or had a good idea of a number of different sites that we would like to see. Um, so we stopped at all of those. Uh, so it was a bit, it was more cloudy on this day. Yeah. Uh, So we weren't able, there are a couple of times where she would say like, there's a glacier up there in between those two mountain peaks and we couldn't see. Take your word for it. Anything. Yeah. Um, But we got to see um, Tangled Falls. So a big frozen waterfall. Um, And I believe that was the one where we kind of, we could see it from the road, but then we also like hiked up and in so we could see it close up, Mm. um, which was very cool. Um, And... Yeah, we tried to stop at this one kind of glacier area where um, my friend said, hey, we can probably hike down to that little like cabin. And she took two steps. (laughs) She took two steps into the snow and the snow came up to her knees. So we weren't going to do that. Yeah. And that's where I took a photo where basically it's it's nothing but white. It's just snow. Yeah. It's like those cards where it says a polar bear in a snowstorm. It's just like two dots. Uh, Yeah. There was um, nothing. You couldn't see anything. Yeah, but we still had a really nice drive. Um, and one very neat spot that we did 
uh, stop at was Peto Lake, and that's the one that looked like the Trident. Um, oh, yeah, that yeah. was really nice. And um, my friend kind of knew about this trail that you could hike up um, to go see this lake. And we, because it's snowing, you don't always see kind of the beginning of the trail or where you're supposed to go. So we started off kind of in one direction, and she's kind of looking around, even though it's completely white. <laughs> And everything's covered in snow. She's kind of like, this doesn't seem familiar. So we trekked back to the parking lot. And then we went a different direction. And she's like, no, this is familiar because it had all these signs talking about the nature. Um, And we eventually made it out to the lake lookout and got a number of really nice pictures. Um, And this lake, yeah, is kind of unique in its shape in that the end looks like a trident. It's got three points. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so we took a bunch of pictures out there and just kind of chilled and relaxed um, and it was really nice that we also got a bit of a walk in cause I was feeling that a lot of the sites we kind of go to get out of the car, take a bunch of pictures, get back in the car, keep driving. So I was, I like that we had a bit of a walk then too. Yeah. And that, well, that was a slow, a very rewarding stopping point when we got to that lake yeah. and, and I was like, oh yeah, you can see the trident shape of the lake. It's been preserved because mm-hmm. of the tree line on the shore. Mm-hmm. Like it's very clearly still that shape and, and yeah. we're also above it, like a nice height so we get a nice view then the sun like started to break through the clouds finally so yeah. it was starting to be like kind yeah. of nice so uh yeah that was a nice moment mm-hmm. and i feel like from there did we go straight from there into canmore then maybe a couple other like lookout points that we stopped at oh yeah let's talk about the crows oh yeah the crows in uh, alberta are huge but i mean i think crows are always huge it's mm-hmm. just these ones are kind of tame they're they're not afraid to yeah because people feed them yeah they kind of remind me i remember the first time i went to vancouver all of the seagulls seemed huge and healthy to me that's true i don't know if they're getting just you know fresher food as opposed to garbage that they get in toronto (laughs) (laughs) and that's why um these birds look like this but they're huge and to the point where you're kind of like a little intimidated of these crows coming up to you (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's mm-hmm. like, you don't want those to be so tame. But yeah, mm-hmm. they'll they'll just sit on top of your car mm-hmm. or casually, they do like a bit of a yeah. dance walk towards yes, you. Kind of it's hop. a lot like those Disney cartoons where they ever show crows. They they have a bit of a hop skip to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they'll just be like, hey, you got any food? <laughs> and come hang out next to you. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. So just before our final stop, we went to Lake Louise. So this is apparently famous. Yes. I remember kind of walking out to the point and thinking to myself, yes, this is Lake Louise because I've seen this multiple times in pictures. You have not. So I didn't, I don't, I didn't get what the big deal was. And this was the first place we went to that was crowded. Oh yeah. And that just, uh, I don't know, that kind of ruined it for me, but I did find it funny. And the only picture I took of Lake Louise is a picture of, the sign that says danger, thin ice, and then hundreds of people on top of the lake uh, right behind the sign. Yes, so, walking. That's my photo. Yes. So it wasn't actually thin ice. There was clearly a number of people out there, and it was fine. 
Um, yeah, well, still. but there's a sign and it's funny. Um, but yeah, I definitely took a couple of pictures with the kind of iconic lake and the two mountains on either side. Um, and similar to you, I was kind of thinking the whole time, if this is winter and there's, you know, not a ton of people because it's somewhat off season and we're spread out all over the lake because we can literally walk on the lake. Mm-hmm. What is it like here in the summertime when there's more people and yeah. you can't walk on the lake? Everyone has to view the lake from the shore. Like, it's probably crazy. Yeah, probably. Uh, Yeah, so I'm kind of glad we got to see it in this sense. And also because I've seen a lot of pictures of Lake Louise in the summertime, and now I got to see what it looks like in the winter. Boom, baby. Neat experience. Um, Yeah. So So we we tried our first Airbnb in Canmore. in Canmore. Although this was a weird Airbnb because it was like a hotel slash condo, and the people owned it. Lodge. But then... When we went to the front desk, we actually go to the front desk and we check in. I don't know what's going on. It was very on. confusing. Anyways, it was an Airbnb and it was very nice. And we finally had like cups and glasses and water that we could drink. Oh yeah, that was nice. And refrigerator. <laughs> Which was nice. And a refrigerator and ice so we could, you know, take care of all the stuff we wanted to keep refrigerated. And we could all have a nice shower and they had all the towels for us. And uh, they had hot tubs too. They were a bit more crowded. Oh yeah, um, big Big yeah. time crowded. But um, nice. And then we went to the Iron Grill, Iron Pub Grill, something like that. I thought there was a goat in there. Iron Goat, maybe. Yeah, I think it's Iron Goat. Okay. Um, yeah, that's where we went for dinner. Mm-hmm. I also thought that was quite good. We were. I love the place. I love the way yeah. uh, it was designed. Like It's just mm-hmm. like an old log cabin style. Well, not old log cabin. New, new log cabin <laughs> style with the big thick pieces of wood like eight by eights whatever and, mm-hmm. and giant rooms and just just really nice nice ambiance yeah and i think we were at the point where we we're kind of thinking we need some vegetables and not so much food like portion size so we split a salad and pizza and i think that oh that was great hit the spot for that us was the best meal probably for me yeah <laughs> yeah because it was not ridiculous um, yeah, so that was really good. Canmore, you're still like right in the middle of the mountains, which was nice. Had a decent sleep after all that activity. Oh yeah. Um, and then got up and the next day, basically we were just kind of on our way back to Edmonton. However, we were informed that we needed to stop in Red Deer, which is pretty much on the way, um, mm. for, uh, donut mill donuts right. and Peter's milkshakes. Peter's Diner. Yeah, Peter's Diner milkshakes. And these were maybe blown a bit out of proportion to how good they were. And maybe other people have other opinions. But the donut mill was kind of like, it was a good donut. I don't uh, know if it was like the best donut in the universe no. ever had. No. Um, and then the milkshake, I mean, it was a good milkshake. And there was like a bunch of different flavors you could pick from. But it tasted like every other milkshake I've had. Yeah, so, I mean, here's the thing is... We could have gone to a Tim Hortons and a McDonald's as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and I know that might sound kind of rude, but like there was nothing ex- especially special about either of those places, which is too bad because <laughs> I did get a little excited. Um, I used to make donuts at Tim Hortons when I was a teenager, early 20s. So I know about the process and there's nothing quite like a fresh donut. And when we went to that place, I thought that they would have that option like even like when we went to the Guelph uh, farmers market, they mm-hmm. had like fresh donuts being made there, and I was like, "Oh yes, oh, by the Mennonites." <laughs> that looks so good. I really wish I got one of those. Um, 
But the donut mail, they might as well have been day-olds. They seem like they've been out for like six hours. I don't know. It's nothing special about it. I, I was quite disappointed after it being talked up <laughs> that much. Yeah. You had to go in with lower expectations. Yeah. And then you had kind of a burger and fries at the diner. And it was, yeah, like you said, kind of takeout. Not special. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed my milkshake. It wasn't the best milkshake I've ever had in my entire life. I don't know if I have a best milkshake I've ever had in my entire life, but it was it was good. It was fine. Yeah, and we were talking about it earlier today when we were having dinner, how, I don't know, maybe maybe this is special for Edmonton and Calgary. Maybe we're just spoiled. Because like in Toronto, I was saying, you know, there's a lot of places you can go to in Toronto that have like the best burger. Mm-hmm. Like I can think of a few places that I go to and it's like, that's great. Um, there's a lot of places that are like the best Thai food. Like my dad says the best Thai food is next to where he lives. I think right. some of the best Thai food I've had is next to where we live. And mm-hmm. it's like, there's a lot of good places to go to. Mm-hmm. So maybe it is special in Edmonton. Maybe this is better than anything else there, but um, it's, it's nothing special to me. <laughs> So maybe the rest of Edmonton has really poor mm-hmm. uh, donuts and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> well, that was lunch. Um, and then, yeah, got home, kind of, you know, we're all ready to chill out, unpack a bit, take showers, just have some dinner. Um, and that was Monday night. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Monday night. Uh, so then we had Tuesday, which we spent... Um, at their place. Yeah. Until. Until we went to downtown Edmonton to go to the Oilers game. Edmonton Oilers game. Yeah. First NHL game I've ever been to. I've been to other games, but this was fun. <laughs> I've been to Ottawa Senators games. change my statement. It yeah, was I know. the first NHL the first game, game I've ever been, you've to. been to. And it was really cool. It was very cool. We actually happened to go on fan appreciation night. Oh, right, so yeah. we both have Edmonton Oilers flags yeah, as I a was result all, of that. I was all set to be like, all right, this is my team now. Because mm-hmm. they started off and they were really yeah. good gusto. They had a 3 nothing lead yeah. for a point. And it's like, hey, this is a good team. Maybe, mm-hmm. I'll, maybe I'll follow this team. Mm-hmm. They, they got orange in their, uh, in yes. their team colors. Orange like and blue. Field processors. Mm-hmm. Like, That's just, this is cool. I like this. Mm-hmm. Then... And then they proceeded to lose the game 7-3. Very, very badly. Yeah. It was really hard to watch. And you're kind of, like, you watch the team in the first period, and they were pretty well organized with a lot of their points. Mm-hmm. And then it just seemed like they just fell apart. I don't know quite what was up okay. with that. Well, see, this is a, actually, this is something I want to ask you about, because I find that interesting at the same time. Uh you didn't go to this game as an Edmonton fan, so no. you were still feeling the pain when they lost, eh? Because like yeah. when I was just watching, it was like I di- I didn't care who was winning or losing. I just wanted to see some good hockey, right? Okay. And for the first period, Edmonton was playing good hockey, mm-hmm. and then for the other two was uh, the other team, the Blue Jackets. Oh. And it was just like, well, this is this is fun to watch. I, see. I mean, it's it's always kind of entertaining to be in the home seats when the home team is winning or losing um but i mean that didn't that didn't worsen my experience personally oh i don't think it worsened my experience i was just i was really pulling for the edmonton oilers Mm. like you put me in a different city and i'm like ooh, canadian team you have won over my heart right for the evening and it was really fun and yeah it is way more fun when the home team scores a goal 
yeah. in the arena than the other team because the other team scores and everyone's silent and there's no horn and there's no yeah. flashing lights and the team's kind of just celebrating in a corner and then we start over and it's not exciting. Yeah, I know. They where's do that my, at Raptors Where's my fan too. experience? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but it was it was fun, and Edmonton obviously has a lot of pride for their team, uh, which was very cool. Um, the stadium wasn't full, though. No. For and, fan appreciation night. I know, and it's like, it's a Tuesday night, it's towards the end of the season, they're not making the playoffs, hmm. yada yada, people might be kind of tired of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, I enjoyed that, it was fun to see. What I did like is we did not have like expensive seats. We were pretty much at the very back, uh, maybe mm-hmm. 20 rows away from the back. But, mm-hmm. you know, what would be, uh, I guess, the nosebleeds in Toronto, but uh, it's a much smaller stadium. I felt like we were yep. still close and had a good view. I mm-hmm. didn't need binoculars to see what was going on. Yes. I often find like when you're in the back back at the Raptors game, it's almost mm-hmm. like dizzying that you're so high up. Yeah. And you have to go up so many stairs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, their arenas are built for two different sized populations. Totally. So it makes sense um, for sure. So yeah, I really liked it. And again, it's very open, very lots of space, lots of stuff going on. I don't know. I liked it. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I went. Cool. I'm, I am too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And basically the next day, Wednesday... We, um, oh yeah, so that was the day that we were leaving, and my friend kind of said, hey, if we kind of pack up early, we can go for a little drive to Elk Island National Park. Yeah. And maybe we'll see some bison. And we're like, ooh, bison, that sounds like fun. Absolutely. Um, so it's not very far away, which is really cool. It's so neat to have, a, like, a national park so close. And a um, personal guide. Yes, and again, personal guide, been there before, knows where she's going. Um, so we went out there early, and as we're driving along the main highway, we could see some bison in the field. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, this is cool. And then my friend's like, well, we'll drive into the park and see if we can see any close up. So we're driving around kind of the bison loop that I guess is supposed to loop you around a lot of field and plain area, and there were no bison out. So we're kind of driving back thinking, oh, well, we'll see them like by the highway again. Um, and then I'm like, stop the car. There's a bison just sitting. Stop the car. There's a bison sitting just, just back of the road, sitting down, chewing on some cud. And she totally stopped the car, turned around. It was chewing. Okay. I I didn't see the chewing because it was like, it was being very still. I was like, I hope we're not just hanging out next to a dead bison. No, if if it were dead, it would have been like on its side. Okay. It was definitely sitting up chewing. Um, so yeah, it was clearly not going anywhere. She turned the car around. We got out, took a couple of pictures at a safe distance from the bison. (laughs) But yeah, that was pretty cool. I thought it was interesting that we found this lone bison chilling out and eating. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I was going to say is that's why I wondered because it wasn't with a herd. It was just off on its own. Then we're making jokes saying maybe this is the old disgruntled bison that's like, Uh, everyone else in the herd is driving me crazy. I'm just going to go sit over here and chew my cud. That is what the bison is thinking. <laughs> I'm going to say that when I'm 50, 62. Yeah. So then we also, on the way out, stopped along the highway and took uh, some pictures of the bison in the field, too. Yeah. But yeah. Um, we also, that day, oh, yeah, yeah. made a stop. So my friend also wanted to get some passport photos taken so I could sign off on them. Uh, so we stopped by Costco. <laughs> Which I think I may have been. First time I've been in a Costco. Yeah, I think I may have been in a Costco like a long time ago, but I 
did not remember the experience and going again as like a full-fledged uh observing adult was quite different actually this is this is where it was very different from the rest of edmonton is the costco was very busy inside like once you got into it this bunch of people giant carts giant everything giant shelves with giant products and this is like and uh, i guess i got to experience what it's like to be you i just felt so small <laughs> in this building this is like oh man there's mm-hmm. why is everything so huge like this is the hugest tuna can is like why would you need six kilograms of tuna what would you do with that right mm-hmm. i mean unless you're a restaurant i i don't get mm-hmm. i don't get that or maybe you have mm-hmm. a family of 13 mm-hmm. But uh, it just seemed like a lot of tuna. Uh, and, yeah, that was just a weird – that was a weird place. And, uh, yeah, the food was kind of garbage. And it's just like I don't – yeah, that's again where I was like I don't like this kind of living, this mm-hmm. uh, big box stores. And mm-hmm. Yeah, this – yeah, get me back to my ma and pa shops and good food, good city. Yes. Yeah. I had – I thought the sandwich was okay. Hmm. The turkey provolone sandwich. I was okay with that. Um, the salad was, yeah, just kind of, you know, packaged salad. Nothing really special about it. Um, but yeah, just kind of the busyness and how much quantity of things there were was just a little bit frightening, especially being someone who's trying to kind of reduce waste and plastic and stuff. Yeah. It just seemed like, ah. <laughs> yeah, kind of <laughs> makes you think about mm-hmm. your footprint. Yes. For sure. Um, yeah, so that was interesting. And then, yeah, made a couple of other stops like Mountain Equipment Co-op while we were just kind of buying some time till we got on our airplane and came home. Boom. And that is that. That was that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, on that flight when we saw those lights and saw the city and the super busy 401. You could see the 401 had traffic even mm-hmm. from the plane. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, it's home. This is home. I get excited. <laughs> Oh, I was so happy when I got home. I'd stayed up all night, basically. I was just so happy to be back in our apartment. <laughs> it's so warm. <laughs> just so warm. Mm-hmm. Just nice. Um, no, I thoroughly appreciate everything that my friend did to make that trip Absolutely. as awesome as it was. Um, but yeah, it's always nice to come home after after all of that. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure where we'll go next, but that is Edmonton Jasper. We're going to go to my cottage next. That's mm. what we're going to do. In the summer. Mm -hmm. I guess it's our cottage now. You married into it. Ha ha. (laughs) That was my plan all along. (laughs) Sweet. Awesome. That was a good good summation. I think we did a good job of time time stamping this uh, trip. So Mm -hmm. we can listen back to this if we want to. Yeah, it would be also really helpful for when I'm... I'm definitely going to print off some pictures of the trip and... Uh, yeah, that'll be helpful to know where we were for mm. this particular And we're going to have photos. to talk about it a lot on uh, Easter, so this is a good practice. That's true, which also reminds me that everyone's going to want to see photos, so I don't know if you can, if we can bring the Apple TV so we can like shoot the photos onto the big screen TVs. Oh, that's a great idea. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Great idea. You're just full of great ideas. Smiles. But if you listening have great ideas, why don't you shoot us an email at ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com. And as always, thanks to Phil Processor for our wonderful music. Now that Pete is back, things are back to their old routine. Uh, Thursday night streams, you can find all the info at philprocessor.com. Yeah, new podcast too. 
new new podcast so subscribe to that sweet sweet podcasting so until next time why don't you take one more for the road